Hello, we're here for another episode of the Global Mindset, Connect Globally and Innovate Business Psychology Podcast. And my name is Dr. Nita Fiona Nagubadi, and I'm here with a, a guest from Germany, George Thomas. Hi, George. Thanks for joining today. Hi, good morning, Nita. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well, thanks, and good afternoon to you too. Yes, good afternoon here, and good morning to you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the time um, to do this conversation, which I have also been hoping to do for some time because you have a very um, dynamic work experience, and uh, and I think as a leader, you have a lot to share. So, really happy to do the converse- conversation. Okay, please. Please, please go ahead. Okay. So, um, George, right now you are in Germany. Where, where are you located? I am in uh, Cologne. You're in Cologne. Okay. So, yes, um, and how is it there now at this time of year? We're right now, it's in February that we're recording this, and it's quite yes. cold in Chicago yeah. area. Starting to see signs yeah. of spring trying to come here. Yeah, February, normally it is very cold here in Germany, but uh, it is a climatic changes, I think, of global warming. Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the climate is changing here too. It's not that uh, cold here. It's mm-hmm. 20 degrees today, which is uh, not normal. Okay. 20 Fahrenheit? So the, climate is, the climate is frequently changing one day. It's... Uh, last week it was minus eight mm-hmm. degrees Celsius. Now it is twenty degrees Celsius. So it's, it's getting warmer and warmer. Oh, okay. Which is not normal. So that's the Fahrenheit that you're talking in, right? No, Celsius. Oh, twenty Celsius. That's warm. Then quite warm. Yeah, okay. It's warm. Okay. Wow. Okay. And how long have you lived in Germany? I reached Germany in 1989. Okay. To be exact, 6th of December 1989. Wow. Okay. So that you you've definitely seen a lot of changes, and um, because I you're you're in the uh, professional industry, business industry, right? So you um, work with um, different teams, and you mainly uh, work with um, with processing of documentation right for uh, travel yes. actually in fact when i after me coming here in germany i did my german language course mm-hmm. and uh, then i was about to start my doctorate then uh, in between i started even and in between i got a job uh, with the embassy of india in bonn at that time bonn was the capital of wow. germany Okay. And uh, I started a job there, and uh, I worked with them around 11 years. I moved to Munich also, the Consulate General of India in Munich. Then I left the job due to some for personal mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. Uh, in my family. So I left the job, came back to Cologne. Okay. And we wanted to start something new of our own, some kind of business. Okay. 
So we formed an association and organization called Inter German Consultancy Services. Myself and two of my friends, and we started uh, uh, doing service to the people, those who wish to go to India. I mean, travel to India. It's a kind of promotion of tourism to India. So we used to oh. arrange visas and other consular services to the Indian public and also uh, Germans visiting India. We used to arrange them visas and uh, flight booking, Ayurveda uh, treatment programs, wellness programs. Wow, okay. And other tourist um, packages we offered, different kind of packages. Oh. Then, uh, in if I remember correctly, in 2017, we we engaged with the Consulate General of India in Frankfurt, and uh, we used to meet them and requested uh, um, them to outsource the visa services to our company, and uh, we had a lot of meetings with them, and finally we could manage to convince them to get the contract and we started doing the visa services for the Consulate General of India in Frankfurt in 2007. We started the operations and uh, uh, we had an office in, uh, in Cologne, then we started uh, uh, this uh, visa office mm -hmm. exclusively for the Consulate General of India in Frankfurt, mm -hmm. in Frankfurt. That means we opened a new office there. Then our operations were very, I mean, it was very successful. So the people appreciated, the Indian community and the German community appreciated our service. And as a result, the Consulate General of India in Hamburg, he, he was very much interested in our services and he offered a, a their services to our company. So we started a new office there in Hamburg. And uh, uh, in Frankfurt, we used to serve around, around 300 people a day. And uh, in Hamburg, 150 to 200 applicants a day. Wow, okay. So you probably then, were responsible for generating some of that interest too because of the ease that you make that um, experience for people and also presenting them with the uh, um, kind of like those packages that you mentioned too that, that they may be interested in. Yeah, the packages, actually we were offering from Cologne office. Cologne uh, has got nothing. There is no direct link uh, to the Consulate General of India. But in Frankfurt and Hamburg, we were, we were supposed to work only for them. That means we were their friend office, hmm? visa outsourced office, we can say. So we were not allowed to do anything else other than their services, that is, the consular services. We are not allowed. We were not allowed to do any packages or any tourism promotion there, because that's a different category. We earn money or the packages has got um, 
nothing to do with the visa services so they did not allow us to do it so we were operating such services from colon office awesome okay and then after colon uh, you were you also spent quite a bit of time in the us too yeah right then i took a break because my uh mother was not feeling well in india so i badly wanted a break so i took a break and uh, so i left the company um in cologne but i was the main person who set up all the organizational things with my friend one of my friend was taking care of all the admin, admin things i was mainly into the training and the operation running of the day to day business in cologne frankfurt and uh, uh hamburg so so it was running successful and uh, then i took a break from the company and i moved to india for 3 months because my mother was not at all feeling well so she badly needed my company so i went there and stayed with her then i came back to germany after 3 months then uh, uh then at that time in berlin and munich the embassy uh i've gone for a tender process to outsource their business i mean visa consular services to private companies so coxen kings the one of the leading travel companies of that time which is a turnover of around 900 uh, million of US dollars uh, got the contract so the embassy proposed my name to run the business there in berlin so they contacted me and um, they promoted me or they appointed me as the head of operations in germany that means for their offices in berlin and in munich so there also we started i was helping them in setting up the operations setting up the office and operations training everything i was in charge of all the entire operations and we got this contract on to in 2010 april 6 actually precise april 6 2010 we started and actually initially the contract was for 3 years and uh, due to our uh, good service and we got two more years extension without going for any tender process so we worked for the consulate general of india in munich and the embassy of india in berlin for 2010 till 2015 then they went for a cuz they cannot extend the contract further so they have to do the tender process so they call for the tender and uh, we lost the tender process because it depend is purely depending on the l1 that means the lowest court for the service that means if somebody is quoting 15 euro for the services that Uh, that is a l1 if that is the lowest cost then 
the government will appoint that person, that company. So our service fee was much higher and as a result we didn't get this contract. So at that time, in 2014 we started our operations in USA. Uh, so I got an offer to move to USA. So What year was this? I, this was 2015? Uh, I moved to USA in 2015. On, yeah. And I started there on June 8th. 8th of June 2015 I started in uh, Texas. That is Houston. I joined the office in Houston there. And uh, at that time, again, the, the office was not running proper. And... Uh, it's not enough. I mean, staff were there, but no proper training, discipline, and structure. So I was very much, uh, what do you say, wanted to have a discipline and uh, structure in the system. So I made that, and when it started working okay. uh, perfectly, mm -hmm. Then, then the company asked me to move to Chicago, the other center which was not proper in shape. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. gave me the charge to make the... That's your reward for doing a good job at one place. You get yeah. uprooted and you're moving there. I know, uh, I mean, that's a good thing uh, for the company, but then also you have to um, change again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which brings you, which brought you to Chicago, and then you, um, you brought the operations into order there as well. Yeah, and also in between, I've I've been sent to uh, New York for three months to improve the operations there, mm -hmm. and for training purposes and uh, organization. Yeah, and again to San Francisco for a month. Again, for training and uh, operation assistance to improve the quality there. Okay. So I was all over. And we had uh, six offices in New York, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco, and Houston. And we stopped our family. Company uh, stopped the operations in 2020 October okay so now so since then you have been in Germany yes then so, I moved I stayed mm -hmm. for uh, three more weeks mm -hmm. to wind up the operations mm -hmm. then in November I came back to Germany it's interesting, you um, also during the time of the pandemic, I'm sure a lot of places were impacted with um, the less travel, right? During this time, right. there were a lot of changes right. everywhere. And since you primarily, that industry is related to travel, then the, you've also um, experienced a lot of changes throughout. I think you, you mentioned the journey since the 80s also that there's an uptick also in the global travel. I think people traveling for leisure and business started to increase more, especially in the 90s to India. 
this is before um, the Y2K and the tech boom that happened in India, late 90s, and then more people started to visit. And then a lot of um, economy opened up in India too, so probably that also increased tourism opportunities in India, right, for these type of packages that you were talking about too. That's interesting. So what, yeah, go ahead, please. Mm -hmm. Actually, the economic reform started at the time of uh, Mr. Narasimha Rao, the then Prime Minister, okay. in the 90s. And uh, that changed the economy of India a lot. A lot of foreign investment mm-hmm. uh, came in. And a uh, lot of foreigners started looking at India and traveling to India. And uh, before that, the what they call the, the foreigners, the foreign countries, Mm-hmm. looked at India as a, a country of snake chambers and other stuff. Oh. And finally, we became the hub of uh, mm-hmm. IT experts. And uh, a lot of IT software engineers were, uh, I mean, were in good, I mean, in demand outside India, all over, across the globe. So... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of um, lot of focus on education and engineering and technology. And then, of course, the, the um, export of those kind of uh, skilled labor also and also import to the U.S. too, right? Different immigration right. occurred too. Right. Um, and so also, calls, mm-hmm. the Indian population in the U.S.A. is huge, yeah. actually. Yeah. So actually, that state of business in 2020, mm-hmm. even the pandemic started because we we have we were forced to close the office because it's a general lockdown in USA yes so we were forced to close the office for two months April and May and uh, I wanted to I mean start the operations in uh, the middle of May actually because there was so much pressure from the public that they want to go to India I mean from Indian origin uh, people, those who have uh, U.S. citizen uh, citizenship. So we were considering, and the consulate was also overburdened with uh, queries and uh, emergency services. So they also requested us to open, if possible. So we contacted our employees, and we cannot force the employees to come to work because of the pandemic. Right. So, so some of them, few employees agreed to come for the job. So we took it as a challenge to help the people, and we started operations in on uh, June, in June, June 2020. And uh, we thought initially there won't be much applications, but there was a huge rush of applications. Around 200 applications per day we received, uh, and. Uh, Actually, during pandemic, we could, uh, as there was no counter services, we used to have only postal applications or postal services. So it was much more streamlined and uh, functioned more effectively and efficiently. Oh, okay. Because there was no um, interruption by the public direct applicant so 
Okay, to walk-ins. For walk-ins. Yeah. So it helped us a lot. And the quality of the service even improved. I mean, if a person is applying for a visa or even OCA card, miscellaneous service they used to get in seven days. It was Mm -hmm. something which which was unimaginable earlier. Mm -hmm. the, 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 The consulate was also very much... Uh, supportive and also they also wanted to do the best service and normally the consulate consulate uh, it will take at least three weeks to four weeks for us for an OCI miscellaneous service mm-hmm. but they used to hand over within a week and you seven to ten days oh wow okay and this uh, does it require um, so OCI is overseas citizens of India and that's something that people that are having Indian heritage could, ancestry could apply for and have that kind of more, I think it's an extended visa also, right? Right, it's a lifelong visa actually, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with the rights of almost of an Indian citizen, but not completely, that is, they don't have any voting rights or they don't have any access to the government employee, sorry, government employment opportunities and uh, they were restricted from buying the agricultural lands. Otherwise, they have all the rights at par with an Indian national. Okay. And they can stay in India as long as they want. Great. It's a lifelong, yeah. So you talked about your process, you know, improvement that you've done. And it's amazing um, the skill that you have between your education was in India, you worked in Germany in many different cities, you managed offices, you created offices, you, and also the same thing in the U.S. too. And looks like you've honed that, um, that talent for process improvement, but also change management and also international teams. How, how do you... Um, I mean, what, what tips do you have? Anything anything that you can offer to people? I mean, I'm sure that's come after a long um, refinement over the years, too, and also your own approach, you know, your own unique approach, too. Yes, um, Neta. What I learned from, uh, from Germany, when I was in Germany, I learned uh, the importance of time management. Okay. Germans are very particular in their time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So time is important for them. Six o'clock means exactly six o'clock. There is not even a single second uh, mm-hmm. above that time. So punctuality is very important. So I learned that. So for me, discipline, structure, punctuality. So these three are very, very important for me. If you're not disciplined and organized, you cannot achieve a target especially in public service. Because we, when we worked with the government of India, there was a service level agreement between our company and the government of India. That is, any application received at sender, counter application received, should be submitted to the consulate or the embassy the next day morning before 10 o'clock, that is 9.30. So it is time bound. And any application received by post should reach the consulate within 48 hours. So it is, our operation was always time-bound operations. Okay. So time management was very, very important. 
Yes. So we cannot compromise on that quality and time management is important. These two things we can never achieve if we are not disciplined and organized. I see. Okay. That's so a good point. Yes. Are, so everybody knows what, what to expect, the customer, but also the employees, the team. Right. So my intention was to increase the productivity at the same time. Uh, time management is important for them. So, and also teamwork. It's a team. And uh, motivation required. A lot of motivation is required for the team to perform. So, we used to give them some kind of initiatives, incentives in the form of employee of the month, employee of the quarter, and employee of the year, some like that. We used to give them cash awards. And, uh, oh, okay, something to strive towards. So you go. Yes. And also, we used to take them out for uh, parties and other stuff, a dinner, lunch, this kind of things. Just and also uh, recreation activities. So that yeah. uh, and also we used to conduct Christmas parties and uh, summer parties with a lot of fun outside grill parties. So every time some kind of activities to activate and motivate these people, the staff, so that they feel uh, the office as their second home, you know. So they don't feel that it's uh, oh, everything is um, everything is official now. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good. Do you offer training? When you did yes. uh, the work in the different offices, did you offer training to the managers and also? Uh, because, yes, of course. Yeah. Because this is, the trained staff are not available in the market. Mm -hmm. Because you're dealing with the immigration system of a country, and so you need to know the rules and regulations of that country, So which is not available in the, uh, in the market. Yeah. So once we appoint a person, we have to train them with all this. The documentation part, the rule, and, uh, the rule of the country, the documents required, and the system training, the software training. These three training we have to give. And it will take, depending on person to person, mm -hmm. at least four weeks we need to, if you're good, then you need four weeks to get trained, fully trained. Okay. That's a manager or the team member? Uh, the, I used to give the documentation training. Assistant training was given by my assistant manager. Okay. Okay, great. And yeah. And then one one uh, one last question I I wanted to ask you is, what what approach or um, suggestions do you have with people that work with, um, that work with multinational teams or that work with different cultures within. Uh, the same country too. How can we um, give some suggestions on how that to make that process easier, but also to be aware of the sensitivities? Yeah, there is. Yeah, you're right. It's sometimes it's very difficult to uh, to work in a multinational or a intercultural uh, background. People having those kind of background because for example uh, in America when I joined there 
the normal americans they don't understand the indian culture they're not aware of the indian culture so a lot of misunderstanding used to happen at that time so my priority was to make them understand what is the indian culture because sometimes you know the way you talk the way you present things uh, will not be taken on a positive note by some people because uh, the culture is different the way of talking is different the attitude is different so openly i used to have a one to one talk at the time when i started so that uh, we come to know but i mean in a better way then uh, make them understand that we i mean some kind of cultural difference is there so you want i mean we mm-hmm. are a team and if you have got any issues any problems come to come to me and discuss because my policy is that i'm the person who lead the team from the front always i'll be outside i'll be working with them i'll be uh, everywhere i will not sit i sit very if if it is 8 hours a day i sit maybe 1 hour or 2 hours in my office others i'll be with these people all the okay time. see that's a big part the communication then when you're with people you're observing but also you're um you're responding to so you're learning the communication style of the individuals while you're while while you're also adjusting to the culture right, right? okay right they that's great thank so there won't be any misunderstanding so mm-hmm. you are you are a part of the team mm-hmm. and you lead them from the front mm-hmm. and you are there any time uh they need you yeah. so that attitude helped me a lot that's a transformational that's oh, yeah, good in working with an international team that's great you just because i used to work with uh, afro americans americans mm-hmm. and um, asians and the spanish people south americans and uh, uh, from Af- people from africa so a nepal country from nepal and uh, it's a philippines the philippines so it's a multicultural and uh, international team mm-hmm. actually exactly yeah so i have observed have that in your office too that you are um just as you mentioned you are very much um working day to day with the team too but also you provide leadership and guidance and that they feel comfortable communicating with you as a manager and right. the head of the organization too right communication is very very important yeah for me i mean um uh, i don't know whether i'm supposed to tell you this because uh, whenever there is a work is been done mm-hmm. uh they have the freedom to have it even go um go home early if the work is done oh yeah, yeah. time bound it is mm-hmm. time bound mm-hmm. work so we have to finish our work and if mm-hmm. they have finished they are free to leave the that's office that's good that's an incentive work based not not just yeah. rigidity of these are the hours you need to be there and it's not really focused on the work and the tasks that need to be completed yeah. that is important yeah i agree so even that, yeah that also get them motivated i mean mm-hmm. to finish the work as quick as possible so that they can leave home exactly 
I I think that's a great approach. I mean, when when I hear that some teams um, complain, maybe that other team members are coming in later, and but those team member, you know, don't know necessarily that they may others may be staying later or working at home, and what their individual situations are too. So I always like to focus on the transparency of the work that is being completed. And some are customer facing, which need to be there during certain hours to interact with the customers, and some have other um, dependencies with other teams and other locations too. So all of those are taken into consideration. So it doesn't it doesn't make it equal every day for everybody. So right. that tra- that ability to see that and to lead lead from there. And what else are you working on? Something new recently too, right? Something uh, uh, related. Yes, mm-hmm. after moving to Germany, uh, I was uh, mm-hmm. uh, planning to promote Ayurveda mm-hmm. because, uh, as we know, Ayurveda is very important yes. for the contemporary contemporary life because yeah. the pandemic is there yeah. and all sort of disease and other stuff mm-hmm. is spreading and capturing the world, I think, nowadays with so many diseases. Even I don't know, maybe the pharmaceutical companies are producing new viruses and sending out, I don't know. I really suspect all these things. So this natural medicine without any side effects, that is the best uh, medicine or the best cure, I think, preventive measures. So Ayurveda is Ayurveda, that means Ayurveda means life, Veda mm-hmm. is science, the science of life. So that is your uh, way of life or how you lead your life that is important so that you can prevent so many diseases and uh, there is no immediate cure for a disease in Ayurveda, but it takes longer. But if you lead uh, your life in the way you, I mean, healthy life, if you lead a healthy life, you can prevent a lot of diseases. And mm-hmm. you can increase your immunity, mm-hmm. and you can increase your mental balance. Balance. It's a combination of it's a unity of body, mind, and soul. So. Um, yes, exactly. That's what Ayurveda is about. That mm-hmm. uh, I and it's associated also with yoga. And you come from right. the area in India where this is the, where the lot of expertise is there in Ayurveda practices right and approaches to disease uh curing and also treatment as well as prevention and it's more of a natural approach so i appreciate that uh that you're you're working on that and looking forward to you know hearing more and and we're working on that particular project uh, because i also very much agree that it will help uh with prevention and also productivity which comes back to the workplace and feeling more inspired and aligned having that association with uh, yoga meditation and uh the the medicine the healing medicines themselves too right thank you give you it will energize you and give you mental peace Mm -hmm. it will reduce your tension pressure and all this kind of stuff yes exactly very helpful yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward, you know, for more people to know more about that as well, too. But I really appreciate you sharing, you know, the tip of the iceberg, I think, of so much knowledge that you have from your your experiences. And thanks. Thanks again. And we'll 
do another conversation uh, later too. But thanks again, George. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Nita. Thank you so much.